It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Buongiorno. I mean, bon, what's the morning one? Bonjour. Yes, ciao, ciao. Buon, uh, yeah, bon, no, buongiorno. Buongiorno, buongiorno. Coming, Grace O'Neill, coming to us from a very chic looking hotel room. Snow Sky Suites Green Square, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here, but I'm very tired. As I was telling you, we, I'm here on a work trip. We went out to dinner last night beautiful dinner and on the way back there was roadworks everywhere just like very italian vibes like instead of just one road so you can go somewhere else it was like every single road and the driver couldn't speak any english and it was just so funny because he just kept going we were like what's going on what's going on he just kept going oh mamma mia mamma mia that kind of reminds me about when i went to italy actually literally this time last year and was supposed to be going on this gorgeous, stunning, beautiful press trip to Tuscany. Had never been to Tuscany. Was like, eat, pray, love. Gonna go and lie by the pool. Gonna take a thousand shots of me looking so gorgeous and all these bikinis <laughs> I packed. Get there. Pouring with rain. Pouring no. with rain. Cannot no. do any of the scheduled activities, which were like these outdoor dinners, this gorgeous stuff for this amazing hotel that had just reopened. Um cannot do anything, stuck inside. My room, for some ungodly reason, was above the, like, kitchen and <laughs> hangout area. So when I went to bed, they I could hear everything from the restaurant for the whole night. And then once the restaurant closed, the staff kicked on no. and, like, continued to drink all night long. And then I stupidly was like, I'm going to Tuscany. I don't care, even though I was going to Sydney for Fashion Week, like, that next day. So I pushed my Fashion Week flights all the way to the very last second of me arriving for Monday morning, 9 a.m. Yeah. And then was like, how? And then it was raining the entire time. Then I had to get a 3 a.m. transfer from Tuscany to get no. to the airport so that I could make my flight to Sydney. And the ho- and it was so cursed when I woke up in the morning and was like struggling with my bags in the pouring rain in Italy. And I was like, this was so cursed and not worthwhile and then I was like exhausted the whole week at fashion week and was like yeah that is so sad I'm really at an age now where I think sleep is my priority possibly over anything else in the world Mm -hmm. 
it's all I care about. <laughs> it's my first love. And if you don't get a good sleep, I don't know, I'm such a baby man. Like, if I don't get a good eight hours, like a full eight hours, if I get seven hours, you'll fucking hear about it. Today yeah. I got six. Not enough. I'm struggling. It's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> Honestly, I've realized that most nights, I think, I had this realization yesterday because my little sleep alarm went off being like, it's time to go to bed at 10 p.m. Um <laughs> And I was like, I go to bed at 10 p.m. probably every night and I wake up at 8 a.m. And I was like, I have 10 hours sleep a night and it never feels like enough. Yeah. That's like nearly half of my life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. I uh, My ideal situation is sleeping, like bed at 10, kind of muck around for a little bit, sleep, start trying to sleep 10.30. Mm-hmm. Or start trying to sleep, yeah, 10.30, be asleep at 10.30 and then wake up at 7.30, but I would like to sleep till 8. But 7.30, I feel, like, more more accomplished. I think I need to work my way up to 7.30. I had, like, a few good days. I, I think we've all probably seen, I've seen some, like, TikToks or something about how the best thing you can do when you wake up is go straight into natural light for half an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, it's especially bad to look at your phone. So I tried to get up and walk, like, first thing in the morning last week I think it only lasted a day or two but it was really nice I'm really working on the morning routine or sleeping with the curtains open so you wake up to natural light which obviously doesn't help in like London winter because the sun doesn't come up till fucking 1 p.m but um yeah my friend I was staying at my friend's house in Auckland the other day and I went into her room when she was in bed and just all her curtains were wide open I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's wild. And she just sleeps like that. But Wakes there's like street the lights and stuff. Yeah. That sounds really nice. So I need to to warn everybody <laughs> that I'm at my grandma's house. Aww. I've tried to explain what a podcast is like 18 times. <laughs> and she doesn't understand. She also is like, it's sad, but it's. It, you have to find the funniness in it. She's getting dementia, so mm. she will have forgotten this entirely. She probably doesn't even know I'm here, hopefully. But, um, yeah, the po- <laughs> there might be some disruption There's in today's episode, which in. is coming to you from Milan and Hastings Hawks Bay. <laughs> Couldn't be more uh, juxtaposing places so nice are you happy being back how do you feel being home i mean you were back a few months ago a constant yeah i was home in december and it's funny because usually i haven't come home in years so usually it's like two years between when i see my family and then this time it was like i had the opportunity to come back with to get flights back through fashion week and come home and it was kind of the opposite it was like because i'd been home and it was cozy and i was like i fucking love new zealand and it's so nice seeing my family my godsons i came back faster which was really nice but don't know home is just as anyone who lives overseas will know home is not a relaxing place (laughs) Yeah, or, or you need to be back for a long time for it to become relaxing. Like when you're on a visit, it's just so hectic. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it was kind of really nice because I'm staying at my best friend's house and it has been very chill. But I, at the same time, like I did just say to my mum, mum, I know you're excited to see me, but I've had a really stressful day. I've just got to do some work. Would you mind just giving me some space? And then she patted me on the head. 
Like literally you patted me on the head. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> a little best. head pat. Yeah, that's nice. Oh. A nice little pat. How did you find packing for your trip? I I think I got to a certain degree for these like in and out work trips. I've got a bit of a system, which is I'll write down like every single thing, like every single thing that we're going to be doing. I'll, I'll basically spend like a good two hours putting aside to like pack because I used to just throw every single thing I ever owned in like a panicked way into a giant suitcase. I now hate, hate, hate traveling with check-on unless I have to. So I try to be quite minimal, but I always have that last minute panic like I did yesterday that like everything I've packed is just slightly wrong or that I'm going to have missed the vibe and then be stuck with stuff. You know, I just think there's no way around feeling like you've packed wrong. Do you have an Apple AirTag? No, I need an Apple AirTag desperately. Desperately. honestly. (laughs) Desperately. They're expensive, though. They're fucking worth it because I would have gotten my luggage back. Yeah. And so the reason I ask what your packing system is is because I agree that is, like, the perfect way to pack. Biggie, Joan Didion have the list of... Yes. Joan Didion, what was it? She has a list of everything that she wants to pack every time and she'll just run through that list. Yeah. And it was um, really shit. Very it was like a mohair throw, a <laughs> bottle of bourbon. I reckon she's full of shit. She was like the personal branding queen. And then like stockings and a leotard or something. Do you know what's very funny about that it girl issue, which finally arrived at my door because the New York New York magazine takes like eight years to arrive in LA for some reason. But it finally arrived at my door and I was reading through it. And I was just like, this is so funny because we feel now – as though we're you you mentioned this once when we were talking to that Haley girl about how everyone has been curated through the ages, but we just think we're super curated and fake because and of Instagram now. and social media makes it so obvious. Yeah. But um exactly as you say with Joan Didion, she's probably completely full of shit, RIP. Wait, is she alive? <laughs> no, she's <just> dead. <laughs> Oh my god! I just was like, oh my god, she's alive, and she's gonna come I saw her documentary the other day. She was alive and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the uh, sorry, lost lost my own, lost myself. Oh, and the the new the New York Magazine piece was like talking about the, how the it girls would come, so like they'd come to a party. Right, as at the peak of the party, one of them, I can't remember who it was. Who what the fuck was it? And then she'd walk around, say hi to everyone, and then leave immediately, and then the party would crash. And she was like, then everyone thinks the party crashed because you left immediately. And I was like, do you <sighs> literally do that? Do you go out, get dressed up, go to a party for two minutes, and then leave just specifically so people will miss you and think you're important? And then the other, this other two would arrive together, go to separate ends of the venue and then walk through the entire venue asking people if they'd seen the other one so that everyone would learn their names and know who they were and be like, oh, they're a big deal because people are asking about them. I was yeah. like, that is so... So much effort. Crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah, no one's accidentally an it girl, you know. that's They make it look effortless. They make it look like they're not trying, but they have to try a lot. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing with, with yeah, like you say, like the Kardashians are so perfect at that. Like just staying, it's they're so obsessed with staying culturally relevant, which I can't understand because I'm just like you have a bazillion dollars and all of the like 
resources in the world to have these amazing lives why do you still want to be famous but I guess it just must get addictive once people I guess it would once people kind of like recognize you and care about you you wouldn't want them to stop yeah I guess I I like I think I heard something about Kim Kardashian where she she basically which made her make sense in my brain where she basically says like she wants every person on planet earth to know who she is like that's her so that makes if that's your goal in your brain because I always wonder how they can write out these controversies or how they can deal with the media glare or how they can deal with like constantly having to think about what they say but I'm like if that's your end goal is every person on literally the planet knows who I am then that other shit you're like perfect great everyone hates me that's awesome I'm that's x amount of million extra people that are going to find out who I am through thing that is so random it's so wild and sick and that's the thing is that's funny actually on the it girl thing which I didn't think about at the time but the reality is probably that the coolest people in the world in terms of who we'd admire the most and whose style we would love them I don't know we probably will never find out who they are because the coolest thing you can do is maybe not be an it girl (laughs) yeah I mean I do think obviously like obviously to a the reason they became it girls in the first place to a degree was like because they are those girls yeah and i think it's just them continuing them keeping it alive as you say can be very calculated and and curated and and it's like chloe seven you literally said she turned down um thingy gorgeous thingy's role in legally blonde mm. because she didn't want to be thought of as a seller and she wanted to stay in that cool zone which i guess is different to being an it girl that's kind of just like career branding but at the same time it's like being legally blonde yeah (laughs) but um yeah that was a mistake basically um but the reason i ask about your packing is because i have had the most insanely stressful time in every airport bar the one when i first flew to sydney because as we all know from last week's patreon episode Shopping up a goddamn storm. Won't be stopped, can't be stopped. Suitcase. (laughs) One. (laughs) I mean, I'm buying, like, coats. Yeah. And I have to lug them back to summer. Yeah. One chicken suitcase, 23 kg maximum. When I just flew just now from Auckland to... I managed to sneak it from... I managed to sneak the whole thing from Sydney to... Oh, no, fuck, I didn't, actually. I had to chicken my carry-on. They made me chicken my carry-on. And I was, like, about to have a breakdown because that doesn't no. have an ear tag in it and that has all my precious bits in it. Precious. So you need an ear tag so desperately in case... Precious bits in case they make you chicken it in. I will not, like... If, if every girl listening to this needs, needs fucking ear tags... Yeah. Then they made me check that in. And then I... On my little flight from Auckland to Hawke's Bay... My chicken was supposed to be 23. It was 26.7 or something. Mm. And I just charmed my way out of it, out of the woman charging me. And then well she done. looked at my carry-on and I and I just like would have gone. I was just like, no. Don't look. Don't <laughs> Leave look, that little away. away suitcase out of it. And then she goes, put that on the weights. And it was 14 kgs instead of seven. Oh, my God. Why is she so – why does she care so much? Just stay out of it, lady. I know, I know. I was like, mind your own fucking business. And then she goes, 
she goes, that's too much. <laughs> and then looked at me again. And then someone tapped her and she turned slightly. You ran. And I scuttled away. I like ran away through the airport. Well done. Um, and I was wearing two, two coats on my body. <laughs> And a huge pair of sunglasses, so she never saw you again. I want to die. Oh, that is the worst feeling when you're, like, loaded down with luggage. I think that's my most hated feeling when I'm walking through an airport. Everything's heavy. Everything's weighing you down. You're like, what's wrong with me? I wish I just had, like, one little bag. It's horrible. It made me – I was just like, I hate you. I hate you <laughs> to myself. I had our microphone in my fucking handbag to, like, stop it weighing down my suitcase. <laughs> It was so annoying. It's all clothes. Those 14 kgs. You're a 50 kg queen traveling with endless bags around the world, around the globe. So stupid. (laughs) And then I put up a photo when I was, I got home drunk and put up a photo on my, once you start storying, you can't stop. Once you pop, you can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, why did I used to story all the time? And then when I start, I'm like, oh God, it's fun. The feedback loop. Yeah, I'm just storing, like, I'm storing fucking everything. I was storing, like, fucking chips I've been eating, <laughs> the view outside the car window, like, anything and everything chips. that I spy with my little eye. And then <laughs> and then I got home drunk and continued storying after this, after this night out in Sydney and put up a thing of, like, all of my Rationale beauty products that I carted all around the world well done. and then realized the next day that there's like 15 and that's probably half the way to my suitcase uh gotta be done gotta take like worth the kilo space for that for that liquid mecca why no because it's literally my routine <laughs> i have the one two the three <laughs> the four, four the, the five five the six, six. <laughs> <laughs> i have two fives <laughs> Two fives. I have to say the numbers, really like them. Really like that strategy. It's, it speaks to something Same. deep inside my body to just be like, one, two, three. Same. I agree. I love seeing them spread out. I remember when you used to have a rationale and I didn't have it and I'd go into your bathroom and it would just be like, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. you. <laughs> fuck you so much. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so you went to the, wait, you went to the, um, did you get your skin thing done, your scan? Yeah, so I said this, I obviously texted you immediately after, but was have been meaning to say it on the podcast because it was so terrifying and enlightening and very interesting. Basically, I was, I literally was like, this is the best day of my entire life because Rationale has opened up in LA, which is what I was thinking. I was like, I, I didn't know if they were just an Australia thing or if they were international but like this is their first kind of foray into the US market and Mm. I feel like they're going to do so well Mm -hmm. and they opened up on Melrose Place like very very chic Melrose Place like surrounded by the Margiela store and Bottega Veneta and everything and they said I could come in for a special skin consultation which is what you got so many years ago which turned you onto the brand yes and, and it's I also to, I was like, terrifying i would just like yes you see your face on a degree that is very confronting yeah because what they do is they they scan your your face to find like a, your skin's genetic blueprint is what it is and and it's like they're connecting they're collecting dna samples through the scan obviously it doesn't hurt or anything you just put your face forward onto a thing 
and then it shows all of the different levels of your skin and its damage and the freckles and the like acne and the dryness and the lines and what lines are genetic and what lines are sun damage and it was crazy it was so interesting though because I was just like I, I always want to talk about skincare and just having someone like and I'm a narcissist and having someone just like stare at my face and talk, and talk about, about it freckle for- I was like Please continue. The sun damage thing was so confronting to me. And I remember the woman just saying, like, it's just normal when you grow up in, like, Australia or New Zealand. But it's – I think my sun damage was, like, equivalent to someone 10 years older than me. It was very, very confronting. It's when I started becoming obsessive about sunscreen, which I've dropped off on lately. Yeah, so she – Katie, the angel Katie. So she said that um, my skin age dun, 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 dun. is 36. Uh. Um, and she was just like, it's normal. She was just like, it is hardly ever that it is your actual age and like never below. She was just mm-hmm. like, in five years, I've never seen anyone be below. But, and, and as you say, like growing up in Australia and New Zealand, and I just never had a care in the world for SPF until mm-hmm. recent years. So, but she said you can bring it down. So she's been like, basically then tailored my rationale regime to what my skin scan said, which is so special. And she also said things like the skin underneath my eye, my eyes were super dry and mm. just like wasn't getting, I just, she was like, do you put your moisturizer up here to the, cause she was like, yeah, eye creams. We just don't really think we don't even have an eye cream because we just don't really even think Love. they work most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, but she's yeah, so honest. <laughs> so then she said, but she was just like, do you not put your products up to the to, to your eye? And I was like, I don't even know. My eyes are super sensitive. So maybe just by kind of by default, I haven't been going up. And they mm. were poor, poor, like super dry skin under there. So you need must moisturize under your eyes, girls. That's a very good tip, actually. I don't think I moisturize under my eyes. And then I also don't use eye cream. Yeah. And then she also said, um, which I didn't realize when she was talking me through my, my routine, I realized she didn't say anything about cleansing in the morning. And she was just like, yeah, you don't. She was just like, yeah, I just wouldn't usually cleanse in the morning, um, only at night. And then in the morning, just wash your face with water. Mm-hmm. But then if you exercise to cleanse after that, mm-hmm. if you're not exercising, just just wash with water and put your products on, which yeah. I found super interesting. Yes. Um, but definitely want to keep the girls updated on the skin journey because my skin, thanks to that, thanks to Rationale and the dermatologist, which I didn't realize they do like a full immersive thing. So you can actually just go to them, which is what makes them so great because it's kind of like an in-between of the two. Mm-hmm. So you can go to them and they'll they'll actually, they have dermatologists and they have people they can work with to like fully fix your skin and like a full immersive thing with the skincare and everything but i went to that crazy derm so but the 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 combination of the two is like see my skin yeah it's looking amazing glowing fresh clear beautiful (laughs) love but might need my own check on for that yeah yeah it's the best i want like little ones for they're actually good for travel they're actually already kind of travel size but I want mini ones. Yeah. I'm obsessed with what mini. were you what were you um what have you done so far with the skin prep 
where's the skin prep conversation gone? Oh, for the wedding. For the wedding. the wedding. I really need to get started on that and thinking about it because it's a year out now. Yay. So exciting. So many people, it was really funny. So, so many people don't know you're engaged. Then, then other people were like, someone goes, was it really a mistake when you outed Grace's ring with the Dunkin' Donuts? I was like, obviously, obviously Grace didn't approve of her fucking engagement, like, announcement being her dropping Dunkin' Donuts on the ground and Ben Affleck, the most cursed. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm literally, I I think I just get overwhelmed and I kind of just need like this thing you're talking about. I kind of just need an authoritative figure to just tell me I need a skin mom to just be like, do this Mm because I get overwhelmed. I go on Reddit. I speak to people. I look up ludicrously expensive, like at home treatments. I look up ludicrously expensive, not at home treatments. I did skin needling and then I haven't had the follow up appointment. Like I just feel like I'm not. I'm directionless and I need some direction. They were saying when I was in there, they were saying that like one of their biggest, uh, who was it? I think it was honestly Vera Wang or some some Love. amazing designer is now sending their wedding clients to the Rationale Melrose Boutique. Mm. So you should just speak to them. Yeah. Another reason to come to Another LA. Another reason to fly over for luxurious. I'm so excited. I think about it all the time. I'm planning in my brain our September trip. Same. Girlies so on tour. Well. A girly road trip. Oh, my God. And there's a girl subleasing my room and she heard the neighbor having SEX. No. Stop that. He needs to stop. <laughs> We're sex know, positive so except for him. Yeah. No. No, no, yeah. no. I said he's going to get a cursed text but yeah let's carry on yeah he needs to be told even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, okay, Khan, Khan, Khan. Really, really good Khan this year, I feel. It's a, it's a good Lots one. Lots is going on. Lots happening, a bit of drama, great, great looks, and a good, weird mix of people. Like, I was just Googling it this morning, and apparently Tom Hanks got caught, like, screaming at someone. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Which I'm excited about. Wait, did Arena shake? Oh, no. 
<laughs> What's she doing now? What's this naughty girl doing now? Okay. For a quick hot second, I thought she wore track pants on the red carpet. Oh, uh, enough. But she didn't. But she is going kind of crazy with her looks. She is loving it. She's loving She's loving Can. Moa Lola. She's wearing Moa Lola. Who, That's so random for her. Who is styling her now? Yeah. Did you see? I've been looking at the Maya Hawke Prada fit. Starred by Harry Lambert. I need you to look at it now if no. you haven't seen it because I need to I actually need to talk about it in detail, I think. Okay. And we need to talk specifically about the boots. <laughs> okay, I'm getting it up. I'm getting it up. Okay. Okay. It's like such a good look, Lots. I think. But then I'm like, yeah. is the boot really cool and make, like elevates it to a new level or is it just really random? But I don't know what else. So, okay, Maya Hawke is wearing Prada. She's wearing a green, like, what, how would you describe this dress? So it's, it's, yeah, it's like a strapless and kind of corseted yeah. and structured skirt. And then blue gloves. So green and then these, what is that color blue? Uh, dare we say cerulean? It's some sort of. Cerulean Cornflower, maybe. And then white, patent white Patent like white go-go boots. Go-go boots. I'm obsessed with the blue and the green together. I think it's really, really good. Me too. I don't know what colour boots I don't know what you would do with the footwear otherwise, kind of. I kind of love it because I'm just like, what would you do that wouldn't be super boring and detract from the look? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like if she just wore sandals, some strappy A strappy sandals. sandal. Yeah. A sling back i guess you're right everything else would be a little tame and boring but i just don't know if i can unless she wore unless there was some version of like a really cool heel that that worked where it was like a kitten heel but a really exaggerated kind of yeah long point or something like that yeah i'm not 100 percent sold but i love that she's being styled by harry lambert i think it's icon behavior from maya i really like maya hawk i don't know why <laughs> Yeah, she's cool. She gives kind of it girl energy. Yeah, she's very charming and likable. Like when I I didn't know she was she was Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter when I watched Stranger Things. It's so random that I watched Stranger Things. Um, but she's very <laughs> everybody watched Stranger Things. <laughs> I know. I like don't Too like much. that fantasy shit at all. But I like fucking suck up Stranger Things when it comes out. So you you're still up to date. I did like the first two seasons and then dropped off. I am up to date and I'm, I don't even yeah, know if I like that's, it. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like when we, when we were watching Riverdale. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like Netflix just knows how to suck me into Netflix, like Stockholm syndromes you with these fucking shows. Riverdale. I think Riverdale finished like a week ago. <laughs> it's on that I whole know, class. It's was, like on. held captive for seven years. I love that Julia Fox is here so much. Is she there? She's there because the Idol premiered last night. Oh, man. So crazy. They did the first two episodes at Cannes. And so I think it comes out June 9th. Okay. Will we watch it? So, I don't know. (laughs) Boycott it. Boycott the Idol. In protest. (laughs) 
<laughs> of the weekend in general. Um, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I kind of want to. Those men are so sick in a bad way. Lily Rose Depp looked like cautious, I felt, in those images. I think she's been burned. Yeah, do you think? I mean, it also just feels funny them standing on either side. I don't know. I'm just like, even those images, I think because I just have such a bad perception of those two men, them standing beside her in her little short dress and with their arms around her. And I'm just like, she's not your yeah, leave her trophy. Alone. <laughs> leave her alone. Yeah, apparently she didn't want to do any press for it because she feels so burned from the she, she there was like a source that said she's worried her words will be taken out of context again and i'm like they weren't taken out like i don't think she knows what taken out of context <laughs> means <laughs> oh my god scarlett johansson and um sydney sweeney both wore very similar dresses mm. so scarlett wore this pink kind of gown with showing the white bra and then sydney sweeney wore a white slip dress showing her blue bra with cups were they both the same designer both prada no i don't think so just Mm. super similar looks i really like scarlett johansson's i have to say yeah so this is for this was for asteroid city which is the new wes anderson movie yes with everyone in it this was like a big hype movie. I haven't seen the reviews yet. The other huge one was the new Martin Scorsese movie, which everyone freaked the fuck out about and said was like one of his best ever and a masterpiece. And it is called Killers of the Flower Moon. Unfortunately, it has Leo, but we can't have it all. Um, but it's, I think it's based on a true story. It stars this amazing, apparently amazing woman, Lily Gladstone, and it's to do with murdered members of a late Native American tribe based on a famous book, I think, which is based on a true story. But I think it's going to be, like, massive. Oh, wow. A massive Oscar flick and potentially another... I'm excited for some new films. Some new films. And then... Who were the other big ones? I mean, Jennifer Lawrence looked fucking incredible, I thought, in that red look. Retro, she looked amazing. Incredible J-Law glamour. Did you see that she took her um, she took her heels off and then put on black flip-flops by the row for the red carpet? Which at first I was just like, I didn't realise there was significance with that because in 2015 all these women were turned away from attending the premiere of carol because they were wearing flats and khan has this like really archaic rule that all women must wear heels for the event so that's why Kristen stewart took off her shoes and walked without shoes on that time which i just was like i just thought her feet were sore but <laughs> there's more behind there's more to the story there's more to the tale that is yeah that is so far it's literally still i think i mean it can't be a legal requirement but it's like a festival requirement that all women wear heels and it's literally insane that's so stupid turning away women not turning away women who are wearing flats to the carol premiere is quite literally homophobic yeah that is so <laughs> fucked up What's wrong yeah. with them? They're just so they're so French. So I love everything that Jenny wears from Blackpink. Yeah. She yes. always looks so good. Just always. I can't believe she's in the idol as well. That's cursed. No, so cursed. She always just looks amazing. I think 
she was wearing Chanel again. And then I think um, I really liked Brie Larson's, but I can't put my finger on what I like about it. Like when I actually look at it, I don't like it. <laughs> but when I see her, I, I, I like it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yes, yes. Pe- Natalie Portman looked amazing. She wore these like kind of archival, like redone archival Dior looks. And on TikTok, everyone was like, Natalie Portman's on Ozempic. And I was like, have any of you children seen her before? Yeah. Like, she just looks exactly the same. She's as been she's thin forever. Looked. Yes. Every, it's actually quite funny. The like young people online are just so sincere and it's really nice. And we were obviously like very sincere online ourselves up until a minute ago. So there's like nothing wrong with it, but they just love it. Just as soon as anything happens, they just want to jump on with like a hot take or to bemoan something or to talk about it. And sometimes it's like, there's just nothing, there's nothing to see here. I know. Them also saying everyone's on Ozempic is kind of the, like, 2023 version of PR relationships, which I think we're now realizing that most of the time these relationships that we think are PR are actually just not because Mm -hmm. who has the time for that? Like, celebrities entering three-year-long deals to, like, live their lives driving their cars around and, like, parking outside another celebrity's house and then, I don't know. I just think we went too far with that one. Yes. We went too far. And also, like, half the time people are saying something's a PR relationship about a couple, like Emrata and Harry Styles, who were just photographed, like, this culture of constant surveillance where people just take photos of people everywhere and have no sense of shame about it. That is the source of so many of these, quote, unquote, new couples. And then people are, like, PR. And it's like, no, you just invade their privacy in, in a and in an obscene way yeah so that's why it feels like there's constant random couples because they can't even just walk two celebrities can't even go to a coffee shop together without it being splashed on jumois like three hours later i know it's so foul i really i think it would just be really it'd be so intense being a celebrity right now especially just everywhere I you feel look sorry for harry styles yeah Harry Styles specifically, it feels like people just dog him, like, when he's out. Like, you just never – I guess Taylor Swift is – I think she's probably a lot stricter with where she goes and what she does. Like, you don't really just see her out and about in the same way. But Harry Styles, I just feel like all over TikTok is people just seeing him and just following him and talking to him or filming him or whatever. And it's just – he's a human being. I know. It would be so tiring. I even (laughs) – like literally i don't know it was this is obviously like the most insane example in the world i'm gonna sound like so crazy for saying this but like in sydney when i went to the bondi markets and was seen what by one girl and then another person really quickly and they were both really cute and lovely awd girlies i just suddenly was like i just mm-hmm. didn't feel like i was just like oh i just don't feel like i can't go anywhere anymore well, i was just like oh i just don't like feel anonymous which is a weird feeling because like you're so used to being anonymous with yeah. as a person like it, if you go places you're not gonna like unless you know someone they're not gonna know who you are and that must be such and like obviously mm-hmm. like this is such an insanely tiny scale but we just have like more audience in sydney so there's some girlies about and like they spot you and then it yeah. was like i would like and then i was suddenly just like oh i don't feel like anonymous and suddenly i feel that weird kind of like insecure feeling of just you know i don't know when i i likened it to like when i was younger and i used to be embarrassed about eating at a restaurant by myself that was how it kind of felt because mm. i was just walking around mm-hmm. by myself and then i was suddenly like oh are people just like there's that girl from that podcast and she's 
not actually that stylish and why is she by herself? And I was just like, ah. And then I was just like, imagine if you were a celebrity in every single place you went, people knew who you were, were looking at you, were looking at what you were wearing, were watching your every move, if you were having a bad day. It would just be so tiring. Yeah. So tiring. Just that constant, like, either performing, like, performing yourself. Like, you know that feeling of just feeling like you have to be on. Like yesterday when I I got um flight from London, which is like nothing, but the flight was super delayed. Basic, It was basically just like a long day and I didn't have enough time to like come back to the hotel and get changed and get ready. I had to go kind of straight out to dinner. And I was just thinking about the concept of being on mm-hmm. because it was a dinner with like lovely people who I really like talking to. Like nothing about it is hard. It's just how much energy it takes you to be in that mental headspace of like – being on I don't know how else to describe it but it's a real energy suck and if you are famous and every interaction someone has with you they're judging their entire view of your character or you know it's like the best moment of their life or whatever your energy would just be at zero it would be so fucking draining and also you know that people are going to go and retell that interaction to like a bunch of other people and also when you attend an event you know that you're for a lot of it, it's like they're attending events because they are the main attraction of the event. So people are waiting for them. It would be so weird mm-hmm. and anxiety-inducing to be, like, rolling up to, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about when Tif- when um, Kendall Jenner was sent to Sydney for the Tiffany & Co. store opening. It'd be mm. so weird to be driving up to this event with, with hundreds of people inside knowing that your build is the main attraction and you're not a performer or anything. You're just going there to kind of walk inside. <laughs> I always think about that thing with Kendall Jenner. That is the most insane experience I've had with like fame as a concept because we lined up and spoke, like interviewed her and Sydney's pretty chill. Like people aren't really that obsessed with celebrities. I've never really seen them like turn out in a crazy way for anyone there was like a pack of people and they were screeching and screaming and hysterical about her when she came out. And I just remember looking in her eyes, her big, beautiful eyes, and it was just – she just had this ability to like glass over mm-hmm. and like not see it. And I was like how – this that would have been so small for her compared to what she's used to, but just like – what you have to do psychologically and mentally to compartmentalize yourself from like wherever you walk tens of thousands of people scream like just lose their ability to act like normal human beings is kind of terrifying that's why i find it insane (laughs) that they want to stay they want this they want to stay so famous yeah because obviously with with actors and musicians and like models as well i guess like obviously but when it that's a byproduct of doing the job you love but when it's just fame that you're craving it it feels kind of random i know i can understand it getting kind of addictive people talking about you and then if they start not talking about you you'd start to feel like you're irrelevant and that would suck for sure but also just yeah go to your little at home gym and do a tiktok walk and get your chef to make you some food and chill (laughs) yeah yeah that is probably what they spend most of their time doing i am jealous okay so wait phoebe waller bridge let's talk about this quickly have you seen this vaguely i mean it's not really drama it's just an interesting 
thing. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge is there for the new Indiana Jones, which I we both love and adore her, but I just could not give less of a fuck about a Indiana Jones reboot. I don't know your feelings on the franchise. I've never seen I'm it. an Indiana Jones girly. Yeah, I, I think I've seen like one forever ago. I think I'd probably like it to, if I made if I watched. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen like James Bond or any any like what's that one Tom Cruise is in like nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really know why she wanted to be an Indiana Jones, but I guess it's like a massive thing because she was so hot and in demand. Everyone wanted to work with her, and this was like one of the first big. She actually worked on Bond, and now she's worked on this, and she's like an actress in the movie but also I think either co-wrote it or produced it or something involved behind the scenes and she looks fucking amazing so hot on the red carpet adore her but I saw an interesting tweet about why she hadn't been asked about the writer's strike because a lot of people at the like uh whatever the the panel discussions interviews afterwards are being asked about their views on the writer's strike because it's still going on. And someone basically tweeted saying, did anyone ask Phoebe Waller-Bridge who had the $60 million three-year Amazon deal that resulted in no film or TV, a deal that was just renewed about the writer's strike? She's one of the highly paid outliers. Has she discussed the issues facing the majority of writers who aren't? And I basically did some more reading about this and she got, as I think we all remember, after Fleabag came out and was this huge success, season two, Amazon offered her a $20 million production deal to create stuff for them. And I thought at the time that doesn't mean actually $20 million. That means it's like a deal worth $20 million or something, something, or maybe it's going to happen over five years or whatever, whatever. No, it literally meant she got paid $20 million a year and it was a three-year deal and she signed it in 2020 (laughs) and we went into COVID (laughs) and she has not worked on a single project and has reportedly still got $20 million million a year and they've just re-signed and basically this The Guardian article breaks down all the projects she kind of started to work on so she started to work on a which is so random a TV series (laughs) based on the 2005 movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover. I would be so keen for this. Bring it out. Them playing Mr. and Mrs. Smith <laughs> as well. That's what we need to see. We need to see it. But they, they, they're friends um, and they basically couldn't agree on like the creative style of it. So that didn't happen. And then she went to go and work on a Tomb Raider TV series instead. But she's not the showrunner. She's kind of just overseeing scripts or slightly involved. So she isn't really involved in it. And it hasn't, that hasn't gone into production either. And so throughout this whole three year period, her name hasn't been put on anything that's actually come out. And she's just kind of been around as just a person. And Amazon was asked about it and by the guardian. And they said, Amazon Studios has rejected recent allegations that Waller Bridge is being paid simply to exist. <laughs> Apparently she is feeling, quote, feeling very committed to the Tomb Raider project. <laughs> feeling very committed. I love that. Feeling. She's feel she's feeling she's feeling she's feeling committed. Yeah. 
Um, and they expect her to be—they expect her to be worth the money. When she does deliver, she delivers. The Amazon Studios head of television, Vernon Sanders, has said, "Not everyone is social. The deal was a good idea. However, one showrunner described Amazon's behavior to the to the Hollywood Reporter as star fucking. So this apparently happened as well with J.J. Abrams, with the guys from um, South Park, all non coincidentally like." very white, very like privileged people, but they, um, there's been this thing that's happened recently of these stars like JJ Abrams, Phoebe Bridge and Matt Stone and Trey Parker getting these like obscene $60 million deals, $90 million deals, $100 million deals. Harry and Meghan are a great example with Netflix, yes. $100 million deals. And it was at this time, I think a lot of them happened at this time where the streaming giants felt unstoppable and we're just throwing money around and they signed really bad deals basically where people didn't actually have to deliver the content. They had time restrictions on them. So if nothing was done in a specific amount of time, it didn't matter. A lot of them didn't even include like non-compete clauses. So the the South Park guys um, were literally creating, they had to create, I think three seasons of South Park for Paramount Plus and they hated working with them. So to get around it, they cut the length of a season from 18 episodes to six episodes. Oh, my God. Because that was, like, a a hole in the contract. And then they started making content for, like, a competitor at the same time. Now they're trying to um, make you sign in from the home device every few months or you're kicked off the account because they've gone, like, fucking shoved money down everyone's pockets thinking that money was endless. It's so silly. I can't believe this Phoebe Waller-Bridge stuff. It's nuts. I'm like, okay, great. If anyone is going to just bleed Jeff Bezos dry, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like very high on my list of people. But I just think it's really worth talking about in the sense of, yeah, the writer strike is going on because most 99% of writers can't even make a fucking basic living. They get no if their show goes off chops and becomes really, really, really successful, they don't get like extra money based on how streamed it is. Um, And she really is a total outlier. And it's basically about brands like Amazon trying to patch up their bad image with like young, like with Phoebe Bridge, like a young talented woman that tells interesting nuanced stories about women. They're just like slapping, like throwing money at her to like slap her, whatever you call it thing over their bad reputation and it basically when you think about how much money that is 60 million dollars us that's like coming at the cost of so many writers who aren't getting paid and it's like not like phoebe waller bridge's fault it's just it's just a fucked up part of the system yeah it's yeah exactly i mean it's just that that thing where they care about the name, but then it's... Yeah, I think, Michaela... God, I do this every time where I'm like... I can't remember if Coel is the wrong way to say it and it's just Michaela Cole or if it is... It is just Michaela Cole, right? I actually feel exactly the same. I don't know. I thought it was Michaela Coel and now... Every single time... I have such a thing with names. Like, every time I'm like... I can't remember if it was like... Because mm-hmm. I overthink it and I'm like, I can't remember if it's the right way or the wrong way. But that's why she did such a good job <laughs> of... Um, like, like it was just so smart to be like I'm not going to sign any deals I'm just going to sit back until I 
have the work until they know because same with Phoebe Waller-Bridge like Phoebe Waller-Bridge won't want to release anything unless it's amazing because then her name will be mud basically mm-hmm. and same mm-hmm. after I May Destroy You and Michaela was just talking she was just like I'm not gonna I'm, I need to sit back and wait for a good idea to come and then when that comes she'll obviously be able to go out and pitch it out and make millions and millions of dollars there'll be such a huge bidding war on that I find it so weird how they well I guess it's because I guess the studios want to lock them in so they have to make the content for them. But it's so strange that they wouldn't just save that 20... I guess maybe then someone would bid higher. But it's like, save that $60 million Mm. when Phoebe Waller-Bridge has a project, say we'll pay for $60 million for it and then you know you're actually getting something. Yeah, exactly. And they're doing it... I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge at least makes a lot of sense because she makes amazing... I hate how we call shows, like, content now. (laughs) Yeah. I just... I hate the word content, death to content. Um, but yeah, makes so much more sense than like Harry and Meghan, for example, not to like pile on them even more. They've been through enough the past few weeks. They They actually have. (laughs) They have. I know. God bless them. I just want to give those two a little cuddle. Um, yeah, but it is, it is a weird thing. I think it's like the blame lies with the with the, the streamers because it just shows that the money is there if they want it <laughs> you know it's just like they're very selective with how they use it um but I think I like how that person worded that tweet because they weren't like why hasn't Phoebe Willowbridge spoken about the strike they're like why hasn't someone asked her about it because I'd love to hear her opinion on it as someone who has this very specific experience and I think that's the right way to go about it it's not about demonizing her or um putting her in this weird like false opposition with the rest of the writers you know yeah it's also just that that like kind of what is it called that wor- like kind of worship mentality of just like thinking of someone mm. as being this divine kind of I don't know it's just like she's obviously very clever and very smart but there are so many very clever very smart people who as we say when we spoke about her once you know if they had the resources to be able that she had she was like Mm. really privileged growing up to be able to just write and kind of hone in on her creativity there'd be so many more phoebe waller bridges that like studios like amazon could be fostering by just paying their staff properly so that the staff have the time and the energy Mm -hmm. and the brain space to be able to create like they they will have some amazing screenwriters in there that they're just like ignoring to shove money in the direction of someone else who who was privileged to begin with and that's how they got there instead of just like that's mm-hmm. how they had the like time to be able to 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 create. It's just it's just so stupid. Like it would be so imagine imagine the 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 content sorry that we would get if we paid all these incredible people mm-hmm. that have been hired because they're good at their jobs and gave them the space and energy and time and like fostered them enough to create. It's sad. Exactly. I also saw a tweet that said, um, can can AI, can some AI just like pick some plastic out of the ocean or do all of them have to be screenwriters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's like watching Succession this season, it just, I just can't get over the writing in that show. And I just think that it's so like miraculous. I don't know. I just think there's just, there's these like exactly what you just said there's these people who are just so obscenely talented 
and everything is just so through this like optimization moneyed executives in a room lens and I just think it's our culture is like really worse off for it like the fact that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is this like amazing creative visionary and that she isn't it's feel it seems like isn't even close to releasing something new because she's being shunted around Amazon ping-ponged around Amazon being stuck on like Tomb Raider projects and just random shit you know what I mean it's kind of the same with Lena Dunham like they just haven't I think that struggle thing of like you make something and then you have to go back to your room and your normal house and think about what you want to do next and whatever like Michaela Cole is like obviously trying to create that environment for herself but the fact that we don't allow that to happen anymore and we just like ram money down people's throats and just I don't know it just feels really sad I feel like we're getting robbed of stuff yeah it's like Sally Rooney then tried to speak Mm. about that in her book because she was just like essentially that whole new book was her coming to to terms with how different her life is and her fame and how is she supposed to write the books that she could write back then now when her entire life is completely different and she mm. doesn't have those experiences anymore and she's not in those rooms or doing that stuff. It, it's it's that thing like when we were talking about Rick Rubin, not to always bring the podcast back to Rick yeah. Rubin, but how you were talking about how Andre 3000 released that incredible album and then was like sick with fear of releasing another one because mm. people weren't going to respond to it in the same way. The the whole the whole process around creativity and, and like what I'm – I can't remember the exact word like not hero yeah hero worship or something just fucks everything because if we just treat yes. them as a creative person yes. who did a who who made something cool and then carry on they'd be able to make another cool thing but instead we fawn over them like crazy people and then they become paralyzed and stop creating a hundred percent and it's like fleabag season two was fucking amazing but like th- Everyone's just put Fibola Bridge on way too much of a pedestal now. It was like a great small, it was like a little play that she adapted into a small, low budget BBC show that was very, 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 very good. But it's like there should be 15 steps between that and like Amazon throwing $60 million at you to like basically single handedly overhaul their creative output. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's too much pressure to put on one person. And she looks great. <laughs> While she's doing it. She's but. got that fucking rationale skincare going. <laughs> the skin is glowing. The chaparelli is chaparellying. She looks awesome. But damn. 60 mil, baby. 60 mil. <laughs> Where's our 60 mil for after work drinks? Who's seeing the potential? Um, I actually must go and you you must get ready for your day. But I must go because the news has now been turned on in the other room. And I'm pretty sure... Oh, it will be. <laughs> that's your cue coming through the mic. <laughs> it's up so loud. I'm like, I'm literally on the other end of the house, and I can hear the fucking news. Anyway, um, love you. Chat to you okay. tomorrow. Love you. Chat to you tomorrow. Bye. You too, boy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.